welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Hi, my name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. This is an exciting week on the podcast. I'm shifting gears now that I'm all caught up on my Harvard Business Review back issues, and we're starting in on a very interesting article from The Economist. And we're also kicking off a customer success classic, Chief Customer Officer 2.0 by Gene Bliss. So let's roll. Today's article is actually a special report called The Great Disruptor in the September 19th through 25th issue of The Economist. You can find this section starting on page 45 of the print edition and also online on their website, economist.com. The authors and sources are outlined in the online version of the article. For those of you who aren't familiar with this publication, it's a weekly magazine that covers everything uh, that is related to economics from a global perspective, and it includes business, politics, science, technology, and finance. It's notably one of the more balanced publications on the market, and I personally love that it is global versus U.S. focused. Um, It is behind a paywall, I believe, after a few free articles or a free week or something like that. Um, I think this is worth the money. Focusing on global trends gives you a broader perspective on business and, frankly, keeps you away from the daily news cycle, which right now in the U.S. can be pretty depressing. Like I said, our article this week is a specialist section, and it covers business and climate change. It focuses on the changes that businesses are facing due to operational impacts, customer demands, government regulations, and the risk of litigation. And this section breaks down into seven kind of mini articles, which is nice because you can read and absorb all of the facets of this issue at your own pace. Uh, So how is this related to customer success? I see really kind of two ways. Uh, First, one of the big themes in this article is the fact that customers are demanding accountability from their vendors. They want to know if your product is carbon neutral, what steps you're taking to make your carbon footprint smaller, and what you're doing with your organization to meet the environmental needs of the future. And as the demographic of buyers shifts to younger executives, this is becoming more and more important. So as a CS leader, you need to be prepared for how these trends might impact your company down the road. Second, I think the mini article on technology in this special section talks about uh, the future of businesses who are directing this disruption and provides an excellent and exciting perspective on new types of companies who are actually benefiting from this shift. So if you're a CS professional who's out of work right now because of the pandemic and economic downturn, um, this part of the article provides a blueprint for the kinds of companies you might want to target as we head into the future. So what are my key takeaways here? I love that this section kicks off with the reality that this is a huge challenge for business. Essentially, the numbers show that in order to minimize the damage at this point, we need to reduce greenhouse gases to 0% by mid-century. And that's a huge change. In order to accomplish it, we can't just halt the world economy. So we have to figure out how we're going to rewire it and make sure that not only do we address climate challenges, but we also figure out how to keep the economy rolling. Um, Another interesting takeaway was um, 
where we'll all live in the future. One of the experts in the mini article on physical impact talked about how he expects regions to compete over who can best protect their citizens. I think this is especially relevant right now as companies are realizing that many of us can live anywhere and still do our jobs effectively. I know several people who are currently considering moves away from the Bay Area because of the constant fires over the past four years. I think this trend is only going to accelerate. Finally, I love this section on organizations that are rising to this challenge and innovating. This mini article on technology outlines four types of companies that are growing in this area right now. Companies focused on climate adaptation, companies focused on energy efficiency, companies focused on renewables, and companies focused on carbon removal, which they note is still kind of a nascent field. I think that what I like the most about this section is that it is positive about the innovation that is surfacing from this global challenge. It always impresses me that humans are endlessly creative about getting themselves out of the scrapes that we get into, and this is no exception. I think that this part of the article really provides some ideas for those of you who are looking for your next CS role. So is this article worth your time? If you're not a CS leader or a CSM who's job hunting, but you're still interested in the intersection of business and climate change like I am, this article is for you. Like I said earlier, I think that CS leaders should read this because they need to prepare for how climate change will impact their customers and their companies. Change is coming, like it or not. I also think this article provides exciting opportunities for mission-driven CS job seekers and will encourage anyone who is feeling a little stuck because of their current geography. So let's go on to the book. It's a new book today. We're starting in on Chief Customer Officer 2.0, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek and say uh, that we had a fun interview with Gene Bliss, along, and that'll come out alongside episode 16 uh, when we get to the end of the book. Several of you have told me that this is a favorite of yours, and I know that several of you also have this on your reading list, so we're going to go for it, and I hope the next four weeks give you insight into the book. So we're going to start today with chapters one and two. So what is this section about? Um, like a great chief customer officer, Gene sets the book up with a roadmap for how to tackle it, and that's chapter one. So chapter one really provides a summary of the five competencies that she covers in more depth later in the book. Chapter two is all about how to unite your leadership team around the mission of customer-driven growth. If you were with me on the last book about change management that I reviewed, you know how critical it is to get your leadership team on the same page, and this chapter gets into that. So what do I agree with? Um, one of the parts of chapter one that really stood out to me was one of the real-life stories that uh, Bliss weaves throughout her book. Um, this one started on page eight and was written by Leslie Modla. I'm hoping I'm getting that name right. Uh, and it's about when she was the EVP of global product and customer experience for Zipcar. She talks about mapping their customer journey by thinking about it in two sections, front of house and back of house, kind of like a restaurant. Front of house are the parts of the experience that the customers see and back of house are the parts of the journey that are internal, but support the customer experience. So the way she tells that story really brings it to life, and I, I liked that part of this chapter. The other thing I liked about chapter one is how Bliss talks about rolling out changes in crawl, walk, and run stages rather than trying to do everything all at once. I think there's a whole section about this on page 19 that has tactics for implementing changes in bite-sized chunks, which I think is realistic for most companies. 
There is a self-assessment tool starting on page 22 of the book that lets you rate your company across the five competencies. Bliss has a lot of exercises in every chapter that help you adopt the theory she's presenting, which makes this book much more practical than many that I've read. My favorite part of chapter two is really on the first page of the chapter where the author says, the chief customer officer needs to be a sleuth, uncovering and navigating agendas and factors that slow down and can threaten work. I think this is an often forgotten aspect of leadership that you need to understand and continually navigate the political environment inside your company. The reality is that everyone, even those with the best intentions, have agendas, and those may conflict with the customer-centric changes you're trying to roll out. Understanding these agendas is so critical to being successful in your role as a leader, but often leaders just focus down on their teams instead of looking at that environment that they're in. This entire chapter really provides a great roadmap for how to make sure you're aware of and how to overcome things that are going to block your progress. So what do I disagree with? I, I will say it. in this section of the book, I didn't really disagree with anything. I do want to point one thing out, though. Um, to get the most out of this book, you need the visuals and the exercises and the activities, which means I think you need a hard copy. After having read the first couple of chapters, um, it's I don't think this is a good option for an audiobook. So if you're someone who likes to listen to your books while you work out, I'm with you, but you should also spring for a paper copy so that you can take advantage of all the great visual and worksheet content that's in this book. So is it worth reading? Even if you're already a chief customer officer, I think chapter two is worth a read. It reinforces how important it is to understand your company's power core and the agendas and politics of the other leaders you work with. If you're a leader who aspires to move toward a CCO role, both of these chapters provide an excellent overview of the role and some of the challenges that you'll, you'll face. And finally, if you're not in a leadership role yet, you should focus in on chapter one, which will give you insights into what a strong customer program looks like and how companies go about creating one. Chapter two probably isn't worth your time if you're not in a leadership role. If you're reading along with me, next episode, I'll be covering chapters three through five of Chief Customer Officer 2.0. You can purchase this book on Amazon or listen to it on Audible. And since this is a newer podcast, if you like it, please take a couple of minutes to rate it and subscribe. This really helps us get the word out. I would also love feedback on the timing, format, or content of this podcast and book suggestions. Just email me at kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.